0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first wrap of 2023 right here on the Fikey Media Network. I'm Keila Cash. Thank you so much for joining us as we ring in a brand new year for WWE as we put 2022 to bed officially. But for the first time ever, this episode of The Wrap is completely unstructured. There is no rundown. There is no list to go through. We are going to absolutely freestyle this episode for your listening pleasure to kick off 2023 right and by my side as always is my right hand man my co-captain the sometimes advocate for the rapidly improving von wagner i bring to you for the brand new year a brand new year version of scott young salty will be back next week but knowing how this show will probably go salty will show up will show up in the chat at various points today hello new year scott how are you
1: I'm doing well, Keila. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to chop it up and talk all things WWE with you. It's a new year, it's a new me, it's a new show, unscripted. Who knows what's gonna happen? This is almost as unpredictable as top dollar running the ropes, and you never know what's coming next.
0: Now, see, we didn't mean to come on, come in hot like this, but we have to talk about the dive that didn't dive a few weeks ago on SmackDown when Top Dollar teased that a big man could fly over the ropes and just demolish everyone at ringside. But in turn, he demolished himself as that dive just never dived the way it was supposed to. And I never felt secondhand embarrassment quite like that in on that particular episode of SmackDown in Chicago live on Fox.
1: Yeah. And let me let me you know say this first. I, I'm a fan of Top Dollar, and we're we'll, we're gonna get to that as well. But there are certain t- the, Big men don't have to do everything. You know, it doesn't. You don't have to do all that stuff. But that's that's not for me to say here or there. It happened. You're gonna have to live with it. You're gonna have to take the jokes. You're gonna have to suck it up. You just gotta have some nice comebacks ready to go. And when you step back in the ring, you gotta kill it. And Honestly, he's been given a great opportunity to have a great match next week.
0: A blessing in disguise. Absolutely. This, this could possibly be. Because you know what? When you flop like that, when you flop Dollar, like he did. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Tom That's you know, one. But you flop Dollar. <laughs> That's the first one. <laughs> first shot. I didn't mean it. Yeah, I did. Flop Dollar flopped. And he has an opportunity to flip that shit around This Friday against Ricochet in a a Warrior Rumble qualifying match. And it's an opportunity for him to really establish himself as a believable bad guy. Because I think Hit Row needs a reset. I love them collectively. But their return has been a bit flat after they returned a few weeks into their initial reboot. I think they need to turn heel as they were on NXT nearly two years ago, and find a way to get over organically as baby faces. eventually. You got to kind of book things in reverse to get them to where they can be as a faction, because I still have faith in them to really make it on the main roster with a bit more TLC heading into this year.
1: No, I, I love all that. And I completely agree with you. I absolutely think there is something with top dollar. I know people don't like him. They don't like his brash attitude. And yeah, maybe he talks a bit too much for somebody who hasn't, you know, who only has a foot in the game so far, but I think he has something to him. There is is a charisma to him. Um, There is something where when he's in the ring, you do kind of want to watch and see what he does. He is very athletic and I think him as a heel is going to be great. I think B-Fab is going to, shine as a heel. I think that she's going to excel as a heel manager on the outside. She doesn't have to wrestle all the, you know, that's managers are okay. And I think she'll be great as that. And Ashante can be just a little pest on the outside for top dollar. And uh, let me, let me say this, it's going to sound crazy at first. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean they're going to, you know, set the world on fire in the same stratosphere, but Hit Row can be the death row of WWE. And when I say that, Top Dollar can be the Suge Knight of all of this. I mean, just imagine him on that NXT 2.0 platform hanging Grayson Waller upside down. Just think about it. There's something there with Top Dollar just being this, 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 this overly henchman who is running his minions, making them do his dirty work and taking advantage of them bullying them. I, I think there's something there. And so you get that that young, you know, smaller baby face who's willing to stand up to the bully and takes him out. There's something there with him as a heel, especially him as a singles. And you can do the tag team if you want, because Ashante's, you know, a good worker. He can take the pinfalls. But I, I think there's something with Top Doll and the way he talks and the way he makes fun of people. So now you start to, you know, take a little bit more personal shots. Start being a little bit more you know, venomous with your shots instead of being playful, start trying to be angry with it. Start trying to piss people off. That's I, there's something there, and I, I genuinely believe that.
0: And I saw that switch on SmackDown a couple of days ago when Top Dollar was very upset about being teased regarding yep. the the dive that didn't dive on SmackDown back in Chicago. And he was very salty, like you, about what went down. And he got in Ricochet's face about it. And we're going to have that match for the Royal Rumble qualifier on SmackDown this Friday. But you can feel the switch coming. I think it was a very smart audible by WWE, specifically Triple H. If you see that your crew that you brought back because you have so much faith in them is floundering a bit. Here's a chance to reset the table to make them the heels they're meant to be. They were heels on nx2 black and gold a couple of years ago and now it's time to kind of get back to that and then when they're established as the bad guys that can be grown into fan favorites because they're so cool then you can have the babyface run gel a bit better on smackdown heading into mid 2023 maybe because right now i think this is the perfect time to get hit row to where they need to be and bfab is the one I'm drawn to the most because she has the charisma. She has the rap experience to really be a standout star in a new revamped, healed-up hero. Ashanti, he's serviceable in the ring. And top dollar, he has a lot of charisma, talks as shit when need be, and he can go in the ring. He shouldn't dive, but he's a guy that can definitely draw you in with his performances. And as a heel, he'll get the right kind of heat versus no heat, which the crew is getting right now, which is unfortunate. But right now, As fans, if you're a paying customer, you have no reason to care about Hit Row on an emotional level.
1: And, you know, fellow Fight Game media member, uh, John LaRocca says something really uh, spot on about Hit Row as far as kind of a, you know, if you wanted to just take them off TV for a little bit, because I don't expect them to beat Ricochet in this qualifying match. And also, let me say this. I appreciate little things. I appreciate this match having some type of stakes. There being stakes to get into the Royal Rumble. Everybody's just not, in the Royal Rumble. You know, you have to, you have to win to get in. I, I, I appreciate little things like that. But John LaRocca said that you could take them off TV and just run, you know, vignettes of them making fun of other tag teams for weeks as you build them back up. And like I said, you, not playful make fun, but you know, you, you put some venom in those jokes. And I think you can do that for a few weeks and build it up. So then when they show back up in person, you know, tag teams have a reason, like the new day has a reason to be making jokes and pissed off about it. And they can come back in the ring with a more aggressive style. Top dollar can be a more aggressive heel and bfab can be cheating on the outside. And you can have her, like you said, because I agree with you, there is a real star element with her. You can have her in that element, especially in a music video type setting where she can really shine and make fun of people and stuff. So I, there's absolutely something there. And I think there's plenty of ideas and things you can do, um, but you probably need to take them off TV for a little bit.
0: Agreed. And that is where you do the rap cipher via yeah, those vignettes to really take the shots at the tag teams you're reading for filth every Friday until you bring them back in the fold in a live setting. And then we went to a concert, I we actually have a bit more bite and venom because you actually have something to rap about. That can get the fans riled up. So I would love the acclaimed approach of you doing your own music videos, firing those shots, have a sleeker production, and then that's the way you can get yourselves over. Because I do believe that fans will view them as being cool and clever and do time to really reset them as a heel-to-face group that will have much more traction on the main roster moving forward.
1: And I know we got to move on, but let's not, let's not ignore the biggest factor in them turning babyface. That was Swerve Scott, like yeah, you know what I'm saying Swerve Strickland was probably the biggest reason that they were able to turn is because people just latched onto him, you know. It, like the group worked, but he was he was clearly the engine that ran that car, you know. So that that's a big part of that.
0: Absolutely, and he is still missed with this crew very much. But I do think you still have enough pieces here to really make it real pop in the best possible way. Just got to reset things a little bit and retool the group. And a heel run would do them a world of good heading into the new year, as I think that would be the ticket for them to be a bit more mainstream as a faction that can generate buzz for WWE, which you started to do in NXT, and it got their time cut short egregiously on the main roster nearly two years ago. As we segue into my favorite discussion to kick off every show, as we took that detour with Hit Row, it's time to talk about our basketball teams. The Western Conference standings report I have not been around the last couple of weeks to dive into the standings because as of right now, I see my Golden State Warriors are 19 and 18, barely above 500. They're in ninth place in the conference and that play-in spot barely hanging on, but... They're only five games back, so they can definitely climb the ranks in the next few days if they're at home, if they're on the road. Definitely a choice, but we'll see how it goes as they have now won four in a row as of late, which makes me very happy as a Warriors fan. As for Scott's Lakers, it should not be denied that LeBron James is on the cusp of becoming the all-time NBA scoring leader, putting up numbers like nobody's business. But unfortunately, the Lakers are still... In the thirteenth spot, fifteen and twenty-one below five hundred have gone four and six in their last ten games. But at my Hawks at my Hawks expense, this past Friday they do have a winning streak of one game <laughs> and counting. So you have that to cling to, Scott. Congratulations to you, sir. Uh,
1: well, listen. Let me say this: I, LeBron can't do but so much. That man is thirty-eight <laughs> years old out here doing literally. The dude dropped 47 on his birthday, and they still almost lost the game. Like, I, I, I don't know what more this man can do to help this team. Anthony Davis be coughing, and he got to sit out for two weeks. Like, we still got Pat Beverly playing. He, he's throwing, you know, Kareem hook shots out there down the, down the lane. And for some reason, Kendrick Nunn is still out there getting PT. And I just, I, I'm flabbergasted as to what's going on, man. I, like Dwight Howard's over overseas just averaging 50 points a game. <laughs> and, and we out here just not that side big men. You know, we, we decided to go with four guards. We got Schroeder, Bev, Reeves, and Kendrick Nunn out there all at the same time. And Darvin Ham's like, this is a great idea. It's a great idea. I I don't know, man. I I I don't know. I'm sorry, LeBron. He's trying. He's he's doing all he can.
0: He's carrying the team on. He's carrying the team on his back, and we can appreciate that. He's going to break Kareem's record imminently. It's going to be a great day in NBA history for you. Not so much for me, because you know I'm indifferent towards LeBron. I do respect the ethic though. But I just want to touch on Anthony Davis very briefly. So you put up these meteoric numbers for a couple of games last month. And now you're back in street clothes for another month. So remind me never to invest in you and forgive me for wasting my time thinking that you turned a corner because you did not. Because as you said, Scott, one sneeze and he's on the bench.
1: And I know, I know, you know, I know we got to get back to the, to the wrestling talk new year, new me, but God dang it, man. This dude had me genuinely believing that he was like about to take over because I was like, man, we about to turn it around. It's going to let's trade this dude. Let's get some pieces. Trade this dude or trade LeBron so I can go get on a new team too. Because I'm rolling with LeBron. Bump the Lakers. I'm rolling with LeBron because this is ridiculous.
0: You little bandwagon jumper. You. But jumper. I'm, hey, I'm from jumper. Virginia.
1: We who. Who, who am I supposed to root for from Virginia? I've been supporting LeBron since day one.
0: The 76ers.
1: I'd rather support. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would genuinely rather support like the Washington Wizards. Mm. Your bravery to go with the Wizards. Pick the Knicks. Nah, actually, that's not, the Knicks wouldn't be bad. You know, they're they're close. They're close to like I like Jalen Brunson a lot, so that that wouldn't be bad. But the Wizards, you know, they're all right. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah, I like Bradley. He's cool. Kuzma, I like Kuz. Um, Russ was there for a few years. I liked him there or a year. I mean, so yeah. I, now I'm I'm sticking with LeBron. What are you doing? What are you doing, Keila? Are you trying to make, give me a team? I don't want one of these teams.
0: I'm what trying to I... help you out geographically. Like who's closest to you that you can root for us as the 76ers. That's a nice choice. Yeah. You know,
1: I don't like James Harden. Nobody likes James Harden, so like <laughs> <laughs> James Harden. So there's oh, that.
0: Join the club. So I, it I, means great, but
1: I don't like oh, Harden. Yeah.
0: I'm not going to unleash that kind of hell on you. So we have the Knicks. Uh, maybe the Nets is an option if you want to root for Brooklyn.
1: Katie's a snake. I'm good on him. Okay,
0: we can skip on him. So basically, it's and the Kyrie Wizards. is yeah Kyrie. <laughs> so No,
1: it's a, whole a mess. Another bag. Of-
0: so we're going to land on the Wizards. That's your new home team. From, by way of Virginia, mediocrity oh. at its best.
1: <laughs> it's either them or the, it's either them or the Hornets. Well, Jordan <sighs> runs that team. He's an idiot. He's a great ball player, but he don't have a clue how to run a team.
0: And he took that personally. <laughs> he would never talk to you again. You can't buy his shoes because once <laughs> you say something like that, that, he will that never he forgive you. Me. He holds a grudge forever.
1: Oh, uh, that's great.
0: So it's the Wizards. So congratulations. That's Scott's new home team by way of Virginia. He's going to root for them. They won't go very far, but at least he has a team he can somewhat care about geographically. So congratulations to you. Oh, how about Boston? But then again, they let you down because they didn't beat the
1: Warriors. We'll we'll never root for Boston, Jason Tatum, (laughs) or Jalen Brown. I would almost root for the Warriors if they played them in a rematch of the finals this year. That's how bad they pissed me off last year. All they had to do was win two games.
0: The fact that you want to be a Warriors fan makes me kind of happy now. Almost. Mm, that's close enough. I'll take it. I will. As we segue from this NBA discussion of mediocre teams in the Lakers, and focus back on to SmackDown going down this past Friday from the Emily Arena at Tampa, Florida. Sold it out by way of John Cena first appearing on the show, then wrestling on the show. But before we get to the main event of it all, let's focus on the opening match involving Solo Sokoa and Sheamus. I thought this match was really good. Solo, once again, scares me for many reasons, because he has been way more vicious as of late, whooping ass accordingly. Very fun back and forth match. Sheamus takes flight with a crossbody on, I should say, a double clothesline on both Jimmy and Jey Uso. was causing trouble at the ringside with Butch and Rich Holland, but Solo takes advantage by taking Sheamus, and sending him into the ring post, shoulder first, delivers a Yuenagi on the ring apron, the hardest part of the ring, and lands his new finisher, which is much better than the spinning solo, the Samoan Spike, for the win. After the match is over, we have the Usos and solo jumping Sheamus, and he has a chair wrapped around Sheamus's neck, ready to do a hip attack until Drew McIntyre makes a save. He whoops up, The Usos delivers a claymore to Jimmy, which sets up a tag team match that was supposed to take place last month involving Drew McIntyre and Sheamus versus The Usos for the undisputed WWE tag team titles. I do not foresee a title change, but it should be a very physical bruising match next Friday on Fox. So, Scott, your take on the opener of SmackDown match-wise as I'll jump to the other aspect of the SmackDown opener involving Bray Wyatt momentarily.
1: I thought the match was really good um solo solo is a revelation out there man like he's 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 got a great grasp on things he's picking it up real as far as just like he doesn't feel like a new guy anymore like he feels like a big deal, he feels special like he feels like somebody you need to keep an eye on because I think twenty twenty three could be the year he gets some gold around his waist. I wouldn't be surprised if he's intercontinental champion uh sometime this year. Sheamus is, you know, putting in a case for WWE's best worker behind Seth Rollins, in my opinion, uh, as far as match quality. Every match he's put in has been great. And you talk about that the tag title match. Yeah, I, I, I'm just, I'm just still surprised that they're they're putting that on SmackDown just next week um, instead of maybe loading up the show uh, that's going to have Braun and Gunther. I mean, that's two big title matches in back to back weeks. So it makes me think that um, it's. Either they can't have a clean finish, like I. Either it's going to turn into a six man or an eight man or something. Maybe Solo and Sammy come out, and then Butch and and uh, and uh, and uh, Ridge Holland come out, and they make it a eight man or something. Because I can't imagine you just give a finish of that match away. You know, I have to think Sheamus and Drew are about to win. Drew's in the corner. Three, two. And he's about to dri- drop to claymore, and you know Solo comes in and hits him with a spike or something. It's, it's got to be some type of finish like that, because that's a. I think that's a. That's just as, that's a bigger match to me than Gunther um, Braun is, and I, I. That's a match I've been looking forward to because I like two big hosses going at it. And I think Braun can have a good match with Gunther, so I, I like the match. I'm just I'm shocked that it's on free TV, and I'm curious to see what the finish is.
0: I expect shenanigans, as always, when it comes to a bloodline match. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, I thought, would always be a great dream team whenever they sort of threw their storyline beef, which they have in the last few months or so. But the thing that really irritates me in a good way is the fact that we know there will not be a title change. It'll be a great match, but the outcome is academic. The Usos will not be dropping these titles to Sheamus and Drew McIntyre despite their best efforts on this Friday's episode of SmackDown. But I expect this to be a really strong battle between two talented teams I expect a chicanery involving possibly Solo and Sami Zayn at ringside, but I'm not surprised this match is going to be on TV. This was going to go down maybe a month ago until Drew was out with injury for the last few weeks. So they're just redoing it now to kick off the new year on Fox, marquee matchup to get people buzzing and to maintain that momentum regarding back-to-back-to-back strong ratings for SmackDown on Fox.
1: The only issue I have with it is, Do you announce that match after you just show Sheamus getting beat? You know, it's just the timing of it is weird. I feel like this is a match you could have really built to. You know, you could have had Sheamus and Drew in some singles matches or something, you know, against Jay or at least have them to end some tag matches. You know, have them to go beat Hit Row. You know what I mean? Like, that have them to win some tag matches and then say, hey, don't forget you two owe us a match. You know what I mean? Like, it's I, I just think... That match is something you build to, instead of, hey, Sheamus just lost, but we're gonna have we're gonna have him in a tag title match next week. I just I hate that quick thinking of, you know, forget about what just happened ten seconds ago because next week he's in a title match. I not a fan of that.
0: Yeah, you got to make the wins and losses mean something. And Sheamus did lose fairly fair to Solo, and then you get a shot because he was going to beat you up some more. Definite choice by the booking, but the match should still be good. But sometimes you just want the losses to mean a bit more and that you're not rewarded with a title shot because quite frankly, you lost fair and square despite the interference of it all from the Usos, Sheamus, just saying. So I still expect this to be a very strong TV match that could be a bit better off at the Warrior Rumble but we'll see how WWE plays it this upcoming Friday on Fox as we move backwards towards the opener of SmackDown this past Friday night And Tampa involving Bray Wyatt coming out to another strong ovation. And he's still playing this game of I'm not really a good guy. I'm a bad guy, but I do have a conscience. Sometimes he wants to apologize to the cameraman. He attacked a few weeks ago on SmackDown he choked out the Man of a Claw. Then L.A. Knight comes out to call out Uncle Howdy for being a stand-in, a guy that was his opposer, trying to scare him. And then we have Bray Wyatt let L.A. Knight know that I could have ended you a long time ago. I've been playing games, but now I'm tired of playing games with you. You're going to bring out the cruel side of me that I really don't want to unleash, but in your case, I might want to. And the fans love that as L.A. Knight proposes a match between himself and Bray Wyatt at the Warrior Rumble, which will be a pitch-pitch. Black match, more details on that coming very soon. But the segment ends with Uncle Howdy coming out. And this time he's not going to stand there on the main stage and laugh for like two good minutes. He's going to actually make his way down to the ring. And he is going to get to, he's going to get to the ring. He's going to step in the ring and he's going to stand side by side alongside Bray Wyatt. And LA Knight looks on wondering what the hell is going on here. And then out of nowhere, Uncle Howdy delivers Sister Abigail, to Bray Wyatt. And Uncle Howdy walks his ass away very slowly. L.A. Knight's like, what the hell is going on here? He can't believe this. So we get this swerve. But then all I could think about was the height of Uncle Howdy. He kind of short. And I thought to myself, self, dare I even suggest in the back of my mind Considering how that Sister Abigail was delivered, could it be, possibly, maybe, Alexa Bliss in that damn outfit?
1: No. For a second he there, I thought you were about to say Cameron Grimes. Hell no. No. There's he is too stocky. Unless she had short, like a though. muscle suit. No, absolutely short. <laughs> I agree with you on that. I definitely agree with you on that. couple things, though. Let me a couple things i i you know um uncle howdy has entrance music <laughs> he <laughs> this man this man this 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 magical creature <laughs> who hides in the shadows and nobody knows who he is got entrance music oh, a full like five minute entrance music that wasn't no loop either because there were different strums being played and different bars being being thrown out there. Um, I, I just, and then, you know, Bray Wyatt, we can say what we want about him. And I, I, I have, I, I wasn't too big of a fan of this segment. I think it's a little ridiculous. Uh, but there's no denying that he's over. The crowd is completely with him. They're completely with this. And let me say this. I, I think it's baffling. I'm, I am still – I'm flabbergasted that L.A. Knight was not somebody that Vince McMahon saw something in. And 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 I'm shocked that he – well, I, I'm not actually because you need somebody who can talk and carry their end of that. But L.A. Knight could be somebody else that you re- – L.A. Knight solo, those are two people that you could really keep an eye on in 2023 because the way he talks and the way he commands an audience. When he came out and he did his L.A. night, the crowd is coming along with him. They're chanting the chance. He shut down a what chant? You know, huh? Huh? Shut up, you idiots. I'm talking. And then that, that died away. L.A. night is special, man. Like I, He can talk with the best of them. And I think this is showing everybody that. And he's probably going to get more over from this than I think they're expecting him to.
0: Agreed. He's so good. A great command of an audience, turning a what chant into his favor because he's going to get yeah over eventually as well with this crowd, Mm -hmm. which is going to be awesome. But crazily enough, this is a good first opponent for Bray Wyatt, whatever we're going to get at the Royal Rumble, this pitch black match. I'm already worried about the gimmicks already because come on, I just want a traditional matchup. Show me what you can do without the goo-goo and gaga of it all. But I'm intrigued by what a pitch black match is. Is it live in the arena? Is it at a locale somewhere in the dark? I have no idea. But I'm intrigued by this matchup nonetheless. And Uncle Howdy, like, not only did Uncle Howdy get a full entrance, Scott, Uncle Howdy got a full exit. (laughs) A full full exit. Walking up the ramp, strolling, taking his sweet-ass time in slow motion.
1: (laughs) And can we... And one other thing I wanted. So not only did this this man trespass into the building, walk up the ramp, attack one of the employees. <laughs> okay. And Adam Pierce, I need I I got to ask some questions, man. Like what's what type of show you run in here, dude? <laughs> this man literally walked up the ramp, attacked one of your employees. He's not even supposed to be in the building. I'm sure he ain't got no guest pass. I'm sure Bray Wyatt did not get him approved to be his his plus one for the night. <laughs> I, I am 98 percent sure. I'm I'm sure of that. Um, so you know, I, I just I just think we need to tighten up security. Um, and where are they? Are they scared? They didn't want to come out. Adam Pearce, where's that? Where the balls that you had when you was coming out against Ronda? I need mean, that Adam Pearce. Come out here and holler at Uncle Howdy. <laughs> Tell me how that goes. Yeah, this, is, this was just a bit much for me. Like the full, he he had a Roman Reigns worthy entrance, a full ten minutes. <laughs> like I, I just think it was a a, a bit much for me.
0: Not only that. Scott let's really dive into the ridiculous (laughs) the ridiculousness of this segment okay so not only does he get a full entrance he knocked on the door of the production short hey Kevin what's up dog um I got this (laughs) fire beat I want you to play Never seen me a day before in your life. I want you to play my entrance real good. In fact, give me a full light show with fog like Cody Rhodes because he's not using it right now. So until he comes back, I got the little fog shit on lockdown, the little fog waterfall. So I'm going to come out here through this. Then I'm going to get in the ring. I'm going to whoop somebody's ass. And then I want you to direct me as I walk real slow up the ramp. That's what happened. He cleared so many protocols to oh. do this. And the Triple H probably went backstage with a pen and a piece of paper. You want three to five?
1: <laughs> and look, and look, real quick. And the only reason he didn't get Pyro is because Roman was coming on later on the show. <laughs> so let's just, let me just throw that out there, too. That's the only reason there wasn't Pyro in that entrance, because he's not overruling Roman Reigns. He ain't got that much clout. You know, you can you can get your own entrance, your own smoke, all that stuff. Because Cody's not here. So we got extra. But you can't get the pyro. Roman's coming out tonight.
0: Yeah, you have to use this for the next month. Because Cody's coming back for the Warrior Rumble. So get this in while you can. <laughs> right. All the time. You use this fog waterfall to your favor. But yeah, that's exactly what happened. So if you turn off your brain, oh, this was cool. You turn on your brain, this shit was ridiculous. But it was what it was. I'm intrigued because Bray Wyatt now has an enemy with Uncle Howdy. And we'll see how it goes. I cannot wait to see their identity. I hope it's not Alexa Bliss. I still got money on Bo Dallas. We'll see about that. But all I could see was this person was very, very short.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I'm 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 with you. I'm also intrigued by. I, I like Bray Wyatt, so I'm I'm a fan of his. I think he's a. I genuinely think he is creatively is just one of the best minds out there not just wrestling. I think he could literally create horror TV shows. Like I I'm shocked he hasn't just pitched something to Netflix for a quick horror series cuz I think he has great ideas. He just I I want to see him wrestle. I'm not one of those that doesn't think he's a good wrestler. I think he is a good wrestler. He's not he's not no blow away wrestler. You know, he's not going to put on any five-star matches, but I like his style. He's aggressive. He's got to he hits you hard. He's a bigger dude who's got a nice quick burst. I like I like watching him wrestle. And that's what I want to see him do. I, I don't I don't need all the hoopla, you know. That's not what drew me into him. I like him as the wrestler, the guy.
0: Agreed. Hopefully we'll get more of that post-warrior rumble despite this gimmick match. Pitch black. We'll see how it goes in a few weeks time at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio as we move on to the Smackdown Women's championship match between Wanda Rousey and Raquel Rodriguez. Now, I have gotten in Ronda's business a lot on this show over the past few months because I think that she's phoning it in. But I will say that one of the few times she's actually in the moment, present and cares is when she's wrestling with Raquel Rodriguez. And once again, they had a very good match for the SmackDown Miss Championship. The story was Raquel had a bad arm going in due to an attack courtesy of Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler a few weeks ago on SmackDown. And that was a story. Ronda would go after would go after the arm by applying arm bars, going for an ankle lock at one point as well, trying to ground Raquel Rodriguez. But the moment she slapped Raquel, Raquel fights back with some shoulder tackles, some clotheslines, and the fans are into this match. You can see the workflow between the two. There's some moments here and there. that's a little herky-jerky, but all in all, I really love the creative spots of Ronda climbing up on Raquel, trying to lock in an arm bar at one point, and Raquel overpowering her, landing the Tahana bomb on the ring apron. But it comes down to. Shayna Baszler causing a bit of trouble at the ringside and this referee like okay your discretion of not kicking Shayna out was definitely a choice because you saw her interfering in this match when Raquel landed the Vader bomb elbow drop on Ronda Rousey but here you are causing trouble and the referee says oh you can stay please please Warning, but st- stick around. And this leads to Ronda Rousey getting on the top rope and locking in an on-bar. And then she is going to fall back into Raquel on the mat. And Raquel lands badly on the shoulder, and she taps out immediately as Ronda retains the SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm going to pause right there because we got more stuff to come regarding this segment. But Scott, your take on this matchup between Raquel and Ronda for the SmackDown Women's Championship.
1: I thought the match was really, really good. I thought Raquel... Uh, especially looked really good, even in defeat. This is one of those times where I think she did come away, even though she lost, really looking good out of this. And let me also say the video package that was played before the match did a really good job of laying the foundation of this match, uh, laying out the injury, laying what Raquel had to go through. The ex- Can we also point out the stupidity of Ronda Rousey being able to be like, hey, by the way, you got one more opponent. Uh, added to the match my choice how does that happen like anyway that was last week but I, the video package was great nice little recap and you mentioned the referee can we talk about the fact that he was also asking Shayna, did you touch her did you touch her did you touch her you saw her touch her what are you talking about dude and then also another thing when if if Raquel's on the top rope and she's grabbing the rope while Ronda has the arm bar on, isn't that a rope break? Isn't that a rope break? Yes. Right? That's a rope break, right? So that should have been a rope break. And I know she had that on for more than five seconds, so that should have been a DQ. What are we doing to our referees? Like, I've heard all the jokes about the AEW referees, but this is ridiculous. This, That's two, like, baffling moments in the closing moments of a, a really, really good match. She's holding on to the rope, and the referee's not doing anything unless I just missed it, and there's no count to break it because I thought the finish was really good. Then I started thinking about it. That's a rope break. She's literally grabbing the rope. So outside of the, them making the referee look incompetent, unnecessary, and just in the way, a really strong match uh, from Raquel and Rhonda.
0: Agreed. Dumb refereeing aside, this is a really good match because this dude was off his game at various points and he deserves to be fired in storyline it was oh, bad work.
1: I was about to say, dang, I, I don't want the man to lose his job. I'm sorry. You
0: blatantly see cheating. Oh, stick around. i let you off with a warning. No doubt. Please, no stand doubt. by. Let me ignore this rope break. What won't break? I didn't notice anything. Let's keep the action going. Fire him. Adam Pierce. do your job and fire him over Bobby Lashley. But I digress on all of that.
1: Hey, listen. That's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) That's a a whole nother conversation.
0: Listen, Bobby called the proper people and got that firing reversed in under 24 hours. (laughs) I'm just saying.
1: Bobby, Bobby said, "Listen to me. I'll make this go viral. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll make this go viral real quick. <laughs> All right. Okay.
0: Class better, action lawsuit. You, you better give me my job back. Okay, because I got receipts for decades of mistreatment of my people. Don't play with me.
1: Oh man, did you, did you forget about that auntie segment?" <laughs> Was oh, the three his- sisters. The That's sisters. it, the three sisters. You and Max
0: Caster was a sister. Let's not forget that.
1: Oh! I did forget about I forgot about that.
0: Before they were famous. I will never I forget did. it. Sami Zayn, that was some down bad times for him. Oof. But we're gonna. But they've both recovered from that they since have. then. That's a blessing. A big old blessing. But let's get back to Ronda All Rousey. All three have recovered. You know that is right. <laughs> oh! That all is three the accuracy. Recovered. All three have recovered. Bobby, former WWE champion. Right. Sammy Zayn, soon to be breakout star of 2023. Max Caster, reigning defending AEW World Tag Team Champion.
1: Arguably and, breakout star of AEW.
0: Yes. And he's grown on me very much. He's getting three cheddar biscuits out of me to kick off the new year. Congratulations oh, stop to it.
1: you. <laughs> oh, my. you got to be kidding me.
0: Caster? Listen, really? did you see that video this past Wednesday dissing Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal for three good minutes? That was art. Listen. That might have been his best rap video to date. <laughs> he,
1: he's, definitely, he's definitely got his his niche as far as uh, the, the bars. He, he, he does his thing. He doesn't try to do too much. He stays in his lane. I get it. But three cheddar biscuits for that guy? Bowens must be getting 15.
0: He'll get 10. <laughs> Ten.
1: Right, that's fine. Ten I just biscuits. can't believe Max Caster. This is what I'm talking about with the table. This is what I'm talking about with the table. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm talking about with the table.
0: I'm only giving him three biscuits. My oh, God. I'm we, not giving we... like a whole basket of them.
1: Real quick. Real quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is a tag team champion.
0: You, you know what? See... <laughs> I am not going to allow you to hang those allegations on me of me being biased towards champions.
1: Accusations.
0: False accusations. (laughs) Okay. False accusations. Damn it. Oh, my God. I cannot beat these allegations to save my life.
1: Damn it. You did it. You're the one who just randomly was like, so, by the way, Cash is getting three cheddar biscuits.
0: But I'm not thinking about championships. I'm thinking about the rap performance on Wednesday. No doubt.
1: No doubt. No doubt. That
0: was clever.
1: It was good. It was I good. also
0: have to revoke a few biscuits from Ludwig because I found out some things. Oh. Well. You bag Tiffany Stratton. Congratulations to you! Oh wow! Okay, uh-huh.
1: yeah. This I, I really saw I saw the double date photo. <laughs> I, said, I, I, saw, out I saw here my best life.
0: and Jenny. I saw Lu- I said Ludwig and Tiffany. Well, look at here, cuffing season at the PC.
1: So yeah. WWE is just the land of, of matchmaking, especially
0: on NXT. <laughs> The matchmaking be matchmaking down there.
1: Clearly horny hours is a real thing in NXT. It is. It
0: is. I mean, cuffing season is undefeated down there.
1: It's cold outside, clearly. It's cold. In Orlando? <laughs> it's clearly cold <laughs> down there in Orlando. It
0: was, cold, well, it was cold last week. That cold snap did hit south. So, yeah. I said, okay, you go Ludwig. You, 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 you lose four biscuits, but you're at the table.
1: To say. Well, well, I'm going to say this. If, if she's with Ludwig, I, she better come back and be grappling. You know, not be, you know what I'm saying? Okay. She better come back and be grappling. I better see some improvement. Oh, she better be in the British wrong style. So I know that when she comes real back. Real talk. Real talk. Mm-hmm.
0: She'll be back January 10th because, you know, the new year starts, Scott, on January 10th for NXT. It's not right now because we still have, what, eight to nine days to go.
1: That's true. That's just fair
0: yes we we're still stuck in 2022 according to NXT as we move back to Wanda Rousey and Shayna Baszler in the ring she just defended her championship against Raquel Rodriguez and then we hear the sound of Charlotte Flair theme music which has been remixed i hate the remix by the way i don't like it Dude, i don't, I don't like mind it. it i don't mind mm. it I, it was it, it was okay i didn't mind mm. it i got to get used to it i wasn't a big fan she comes out she looks great, but I'm also down on the gear, too. I'm down on the gear and the music. I don't know what it is with me. This <laughs> 0 for 2. <laughs> it's over for 2 for her. But she looks great. She looks great. But the outfit, Choices, was not a big fan of it. And she gets in the ring, gets a huge pop from this crowd, because she hasn't been seen in seven months. And she wants a shot at the SmackDown Women's Championship. And Wanda Rousey who had a great match against Raquel Rodriguez returns true to form by cutting an absolutely off a promo thinking that SummerSlam is happening in January and not the warrior rumble. I'm like, Oh Lord have mercy. So we've regressed so fast after this excellent championship match And then Charlotte Flair checks her, saying, No, I don't want it at the Warrior Rumble or SummerSlam. I want it right here, right now. And Ronda Rousey shockingly does not run from this fight. She accepts the challenge. Shayna tries to talk her out of it. The match is on. And it lasts about a minute. It lasts about a minute as Charlotte Flair goes for a big boot for a near fall, spears Ronda Rousey. Ronda turns that into an on-bar attempt, I believe. And then after that, Ronda Rousey is rolled up by Charlotte Flair. And Charlotte Flair grabs the tights and she wins one, two, three, to become the brand new SmackDown Women's Champion. And the crowd goes crazy. And now she's the people's champion celebrating with the fans and the crowd (laughs) smiling. The people's champion, Charlotte Flair. What parallel universe is this that she is celebrating with the people and the people are celebrating with her. But when you think about it, I cannot believe I'm saying this to a live mic. I've never been happier to see Charlotte Flair win a championship because I'm so over Ronda Rousey. So if you got to be the people's champion, the queen of the people to take over Queen Elizabeth's spot, fine. Do whatever you need to do to remove myself from that reign of Ronda Rousey's despite her good match against Raquel Rodriguez. I don't believe this bullshit for a second, that Charlotte is the people's champion, but for this night and one night only, I'll allow it.
1: And, uh, you know, can we also talk about the fact that, like, Ronda's in the crowd talking about some, I'm home! I'm home! I feel like that was... (laughs) Come on, man. Like, who do you think you are? Like, what, what do you mean? You didn't go anywhere. You didn't go and wrestle somewhere else for you to be talking about, I'm home. You didn't hold out. You weren't holding out on a contract. What are you talking about? And to your point, that is the Ronda Rousey effect. Very <laughs> few people can get Charlotte. Char- to be fair, Charlotte Char- would have got shared like that because that is one thing that I wish would happen more in wrestling. And I think. You know, I think AEW does a good job with this, or at least a better job with this. And I wish WWE would do more with this. Is just putting people on the shelf for a little bit and letting them just sit at home for a couple months, so you miss them a little bit. That really helped out a lot. But not a lot of people are going to get a reaction like that going against Charlotte Flair. But Ronda Rousey, boy, people couldn't wait to get rid of her. And you talk about an awful promo, like, it, 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 just stop talking. Like when you when you flub the first line, just just stop talking. Cause then she kept going and going. And you could see Shane in the back, like, yo, you still talking. Just just let just let it go. Just drop the mic. It's okay. Shane is the only one that got some sense in that entire ring. The only person that got some sense. But um, yeah, so now I'm curious to see what happens at WrestleMania. Like I thought they were gonna do uh Rhonda versus Becky, but it looks like Becky versus Rhea is gonna be the plan. For WrestleMania unless they do Rhea Bianca, but they're not going to do Becky versus Charlotte on the other side, are they? Uh, you could do Becky versus Ronda. That doesn't need a title. It'd be nice to have another singles women's match on the card. That'd be pretty cool actually. But then what do you do with Charlotte? There's no one on that roster right now that you could build up unless you go back to Raquel and she has a monstrous performance at the Royal Rumble, which I see. I wouldn't have been opposed to Raquel going running through the Royal Rumble and being like, Charlotte, I mean, Ronda, I want you one more time. Like, I, I I, I, got you. And her being the one to dethrone Ronda at WrestleMania, like, I think there was a story you could have told there. She was already going in, injured, her going in 100%. There's a story there. I, I think Raquel is somebody you can keep an eye on for Charlotte Flair.
0: Definite possibility. Still needs some work in terms of the stop smiling so much aspect, yeah. but... And Good the whole God. back
1: thing. The back thing. Yeah. What's what's with the back thing where she draws the line with her with her thumbs and she's like flexing her back. Like, yeah, I'm jealous. Your back looks better than mine. I get it. You're more muscular than me. I get it. That's cool. But what is that? Is there is she smiling with the back?
0: She's smising with the back. smizing It's like,
1: you know,
0: <laughs> I like Raquel, but that back pose and the smiling is a lot. She smiles on her Titan Tron. <laughs> Like, what are we doing? She's a mean mugging badass. Can right. we just get to that, please? No, bring back her motorcycle. Oh, Do please. that. Make her a badass. Bring back her jacket. Make her a badass. People can get behind because the smiling shit ain't it.
1: I'm with you. Like, just somebody just needs to piss her off. Find something. Give her some storyline thing that she really cares about. Let her bring it to the you know to the show or something and have somebody destroy it some you know under undercard heel who can just be demolished and just have her pissed off and just have her run through the roster you know like she i you can have her still be a fun baby face but when the bell rings that that needs to go out the window when she comes like when when her music hits and all that that needs to go out the window that's where the fire, like when she shows the fire that's when the fans are getting behind they're not getting behind her when she's at the beginning of the match doing the little smile and stuff they get behind her when she's firing up when they see that that determination on her face it's not a smile it is literally turned upside down because she's going hard in there that's what's getting people behind her
0: absolutely hopefully they kind of pivot that character development this year because she's much more than a smiling baby face that smiles to pain apparently, and that's never a good look for me. As I want my baby face to have some edge to them in order to truly get over with the people in the best possible way. But all in all, Charlotte Flair's back, brand new SmackDowns champion, and apparently the champion of the people for this week. We'll see how long that lasts.
1: Kilo, let me let me ask you, um, who? What do you what do you think the plan is? I mean, with the the SmackDown Women's Division, Charlotte as champion, what's the what's the plan? Where do you even go from here? You rematch Ronda at the Royal Rumble. What's the plan?
0: Oh, let's see. I can see a rematch at the Rumble. Ronda could be written out. I sense she wants to leave again, so that's why she lost the championship. As for WrestleMania, man, this is tough because I wanted to see Charlotte and Bianca Belair. Now it could be Bianca versus Rhea Ripley. Could be Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. I don't know. I have a feeling Ronda Rousey is going to be gone after the Warrior Rumble. I got my money on Rhea winning the Warrior Rumble and picking maybe Charlotte because she never beat her.
1: I like that. I, and she has to beat her, though. She has to. She, has to she beat must. Her. The only other thing I'm thinking is, and I'm worried about, because I wonder if they're going to have Bianca lose the title and then maybe she wins the Royal Rumble and and goes, you know what, I I want Charlotte. If I'm going to win the title back, I want Charlotte. But I hope they don't. Like, I'd much rather Rhea. But that's such a babyface thing to do for Rhea. You know, for Rhea to win the Rumble be like, I want Charlotte because that's the one person I haven't beat. Because people are going to be like, yeah, that's right. You should have beat her the first time. That's such a baby face thing to do. But I don't want Bianca to lose. Like, It's it's actually kind of intriguing. You know, It's it's good. I, I, I'm i curious to see what they do.
0: And they've got to build people up. Absolutely. Heading into WrestleMania. That's key now that Charlotte's back. It kind of throws a wrinkle into who we thought was going to win the Rumble and who's going to be lying for a championship. Now I don't know what the hell is going to happen. That's not a bad thing. We'll see how they play heading into the Rumble in a few weeks' time on Peacock as we transition to Christmas. From a couple of weeks ago, almost as we celebrate the reason for the season, as we are going to pay a trip to the Mysterios as Dominic and Rhea Ripley are going to try to do a repeat performance from Thanksgiving by jumping Ray this time at Ray's parents house grandma and grandpa mysterio and grandpa opens the door he greets dominic and Rhea. he has no idea his son hates them and ray mysterio who is apparently ready for a camera at any given moment has another house mask on with a ponytail <laughs> with, with a ponytail the mask has a ponytail <laughs> Because he got waves back there now. (laughs) Got to keep them waves in check. So he opens the door and tells Dominic to get out. He has no time for his son's shit. You're not going to disturb Christmas. And, you know, it should be noted that once again, Aaliyah was missing from the family dinner. So I will continue to state that Aaliyah's been spending her time at the House of Black (laughs) in canon. Okay? Because that's, that's the only answer I have at this point for to miss both family functions. You, first of all,
1: th- these a- those are accusations. <laughs> <laughs> if, there were, if there were ever accusations made on this show, <laughs> those are accusations. Second of all, that fully... See, I told y'all at the beginning of this whole thing, we can go back and check the tapes because we got the tapes. I told y'all this is all a scheme by Rhea Ripley. She's using Dominic to infiltrate the Mysterio family because she's trying to get, she's like, yo, where's Buddy at? I ain't seen him at the crib in a little while. <laughs> where's Buddy at? And then she came through and said, like, oh, she ain't here either, huh?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I, see,
1: listen, you you brought up the accusations, but I, I planted to see it a long time ago. I've been telling y'all, Rhea is scheming. You're right. She wasn't there. And Buddy wasn't there either, huh? Mm-hmm. Accusations. Possible, founded
0: accusations in this case. (laughs) And not only that, you have added a cheater's thread to this storyline. Who is the Joey Greco of this situation? Where is he to to provide analysis for the whereabouts of Aaliyah and Buddy Matthews during these family get-togethers? Because Aaliyah's been missing for both. And Angie, Mama Mysterio who I always thought was a G, she was going to roll up on Rhea and slap her one day. And that day came on Christmas Eve and she slapped the shit out of her. And I got my life. You go, Angie, with your bad self. You slapped her. And then Dom's like, oh my God. And like Rhea's, oh my God. Ray looking real expensive in his damn shirt. I think it was Givenchy. You just bougie. The Mysterio come from new money. I'm not mad at it whatsoever. So Ray calls 5-0 on his son. And they magically roll up in the driveway. And we got the of cops asking Ray what's going on. And Ray snitching on his son. Yeah, he came at Thanksgiving. Soft, too. <laughs> he came on Thanksgiving. He assaulted me beat,
1: He came and beat me up on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I can't do nothing about it. So I'm calling y'all.
0: <laughs> so what happened was he beat me up <laughs> on Thanksgiving because he said I put my tree up too early. And then I let him beat my ass and I just, you know, let it slide. <laughs> then he gonna find me at my parents' house gonna That's run up on exactly me. Exactly. And he shoved me first. And then my wife handled Rhea because you know, I felt like my personal space was being invaded. So she took care of that mm. business because I couldn't, or in that Spot case, I wouldn't do it. So the police gonna arrest Dominic <laughs> and Rhea's flipping out. And then Dominic Mysterio has grown on me in so many ways because at this point he don't give a fuck anymore I'm just gonna ham it up do the absolute most we got neighbors outside watching like you know this is some hood shit when the neighbors outside watching like what the hell is going on over here they're looking at this arrest unfolding and then Dom has several gems the first one my mom hit mommy That's the first one. Mom hit mommy. Mom hit mommy. Then he gets put in the back of the police car, and he tells Rhea, "Call Priest and Finn. Ma, mommy. I won't make it in jail.
1: Don't let them take me. Don't let me. T- <laughs> don't, don't let, let them, them take, take me. me. I won't make it make it in jail."
0: I fucking died laughing. Rhea is like, no, she hit me first. No, she hit me first. I'm the victim. He's the victim. They did it. So they pull Dominic away and he says, mommy, please don't let them take me. I won't make it. I won't make it in jail. And then Rhea is screaming down the street. And she gets down on her hands and knees and screams. It's so over the top, but I love it. Whoever is pitching these ideas for these excursions to the Mysterios, whether it's Ray's house or Grandpa's house, this has been outstanding social media content, and I got my life once again. And Michael Cole continues to read Dominic for filth, and that's a highlight to me every single time.
1: Yeah, don- yeah. Uh, Michael Cole be like, yeah, he a punk. Dominic's <laughs> a little punk tail. <laughs> 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 He'd be, he be quick to throw that man in. Yeah, he's soft Yeah, nobody paid Dominic no mind and Listen, Rey Mysterio gotta be the softest dad in the world Let me talk about that for a second um, Secondly, uh, Angie's a beast Can we talk about that? She was about to pop her son in the mouth Like, boy, you better watch who you talking to Don't put your hands on my man that, that may be your father, but that's my husband Let me tell you that Rhea caught it. She hit her with the left. Beautiful, beautiful left hand right there by Angie. Can we talk about something real quick? We talked about this off air. I just want to throw this out into the world. The grandparents, they in on it. They knew what was going on. Dominic called and was like, "Hey, I need y'all to have dinner. Um, We coming over. Go ahead and open the door for me. Let me in. Uh, Came on in because they was gone. Once once all the shenanigans started, once the cops got called, they was gone. They ain't playing with none of that. This is great. I bet you Ray Mysterio, and then we're laughing, watching this unfold. This dude's in the back. I appreciate them getting real police car. You know, some policemen who look like they actually do what they were doing. This is this is a nice change of pace from, you know, the extra random extras that just show up and, you know, put the oxygen mask on people's noses upside down and stuff. So it was just, this was good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Great segment. Dominic is a gym that continues to give, Uh, if his wrestling ever catches up with some of the funny stuff he does outside the ring, he'll be special.
0: Absolutely. He's doing some great character work right now. If the end ring stuff comes together, he could be a problem. And we know this is building up to probably the slow burn, long-awaited Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio match at WrestleMania. I'm here for it. I expect more run-ins heading to the Royal Rumble Scott suggested that Dominic will eliminate Ray from the match to add even more insult to injury. We'll see how it goes, but this is so much fun and you can tell they're having a blast with these little segments during the holiday season. I want more next up Valentine's day. I cannot wait.
1: I I need one I need one Valentine's Day I need one for April Fools Day I need a 4th of July cook I even after WrestleMania I need to see the aftermath What happens after I need the 4th of July I I need all of it first day of spring you know first first camping trip summer vacation I need all of that Rhea Ripley showing up I need it all I need New Year's I want I want all of it I want it all
0: I want it all too. I demand it, because this content is just too good to resist. As we segue to the main event of SmackDown, the man that sold the house, John Cena, alongside Kevin Owens versus the tribal chief, the head of the table, the reigning, defending, undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Marines, alongside Honorary Ouse, Sami Zayn. Before this match takes place, we got to talk about some iciness backstage with Paul Heyman trying to divert Sammy's attention. Because Scott, I get the feeling that the other shoe is going to drop imminently regarding the bloodline turning on Sammy Zayn. Because I was very uncomfortable watching Roman Reigns talk to Sammy backstage prior to the matchup because I sense very soon Sammy is going to get demolished by the bloodline to get us closer to Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn reuniting as best friends an attack team, but my lord, this night made me very, very nervous.
1: Yeah, uh, great great facials, nonverbal acting by literally everyone in the room uh, during that segment. The Usos were great. Everyone, like Paul Heyman does a great job of just selling things with his eyes. Uh, when Sammy asked the question of, Roman, that doesn't bother you when they were all chanting my name. Because like, one, it's a stupid question. Like, what a stupid question to ask him! In the, before that, but when he asked that question, you could see Paul Heyman kind of look like, uh, like his eyes got big for a second. Like, yo, what? You see Jay Uso kind of stop what he was doing because he was bobbing his head. You see Jimmy put his head down, and you see Solo look at Roman Reigns. Not a word was said, but so much was communicated in that segment. Just off of eye contact. And the only person that was talking was Sami Zayn. Yet every single person in that segment did something. Roman changed his pacing a little bit. Like little things like that. That's what you have to pay. Like those are the things that make the bloodline segments just so much fun for me. Because they do all those little things. Like all that character work. And the best part about it is each one of those members is great in the ring. Not good. They're all great. They're all great wrestlers, you know. There are levels to it, but they're all great wrestlers, and they like this is a rare combination of lightning in a bottle. Um, But I'm with you. That beatdown, it's it's going to be bad. And like, I think what's good. The worst ones are going to be when Jay and Jimmy have to deliver the blows because Roman's going to tell them, "Hey, let's go lay him out." And I think Jimmy's going to hesitate, and I think Jay's going to hesitate. They're going to let out a big roar and go through with it, but they're going to hesitate because they've finally grown to accept him. It's, it's going to be a heartbreaking moment.
0: I'm getting ready right now, and Solo's going to be the most heartless one of all. He's going to just go in for the kill at this point.
1: <laughs> that boy going to love it.
0: <laughs> He's feasting. Oh, my God. This might happen in Montreal. I'm scared to death right now because it's heat on heat on heat. But then again, the Usos can't travel, I don't think. So we got to come up with something. It's going to be tangible.
1: You know what? And maybe that, maybe that is kind of the catalyst of this whole thing. Maybe it happens when they're not there. Maybe Mm -hmm. Solo just snaps on them when they're not there. Ooh. You know, because that that make that's a great point, Keila, And that makes, that would make perfect sense. You know, because they have grown to like him, especially Jimmy. Like Jimmy's his guy. And Jay, like they're, you know, they're hugging and stuff, but Solo doesn't care about him. And it's it's almost to the point where they're waiting on him to just explode on him. And I think, That would be the perfect opportunity. They're not there to kind of calm him and back him off. They can, there's, you know, you have to explain to them what's going on. There's a nice story thread there. I think that's the way to go about it.
0: We'll see how they play it. I'm very intrigued by this. This is going to be a moment. We've been waiting for it to get to the next step of the storyline, which will be a reunion between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which I'm looking forward to. But the subtleties with Paul Hammond's facial expressions on SmackDown said a lot because we knew that Sami's time in the bloodline is going to be up very, very soon. As we segue to the main event of SmackDown involving John Cena NKO versus Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. And one more note, I have to point out, John Cena over Beloved, but his hair. It's starting to turn on him. Oh, come on. Because...
1: You um, just can't see it.
0: Listen, Scott, he can say that we can't see him for 20 years, but I can see that damn bald spot on the back of his head, and it was shining.
1: This past Friday. You could also hear everything you were saying too, but that's a whole other conversation. (laughs) Oh, my God. Him him and Jessica decided to have a a freaking scream-a-thon out there in the ring, but, you know. Two minutes. One minute, Roman. (laughs) Get out the ring.
0: One minute, 45 seconds.
1: I I get it. It was loud in there, but guys.
0: Five-knuckle shuffle. (laughs) (sighs) A-A. Get Roman out the ring,
1: John. Like, can you can you at least like try?
0: He can't help himself. You're
1: John Cena. Like nobody's gonna nobody cares. But it's like, all right, whatever. whatever.
0: Jonathan Jonathan Felix Cena,
1: do better. Yes, I called you by your whole name. Now you can't hear me.
0: Oh Lord, everybody can hear that. Like he was just loud. The spot calling. That's the one thing I don't miss about John Cena. The spot calling during matches. <laughs> you can't help but to hear it. But this match was good as this was a match of getting your receipt back because we had KO blooding up Sammy Zayn's nose with a drop on the clothesline, with, with a drop on the ring apron, I should say, on the ropes. And Sammy comes up bloody. His nose is just kind of messed up. Roman gets in there. He goes after KO and... After what happened at Survivor Series, Roman laid in some potato shots on Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens' eye was swollen. By the time this match was over, John Cena was basically waiting for the hot tag the entire match, but Roman Reigns prevented that by kicking him off the ring apron and knocking him out, and Sam delivers a modified halluva kick at ringside to lay out Cena for a bit. So it's basically Kevin Owens fitting off against... Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. Eventually, John Cena gets a high tag, makes a great babyface comeback with a couple of minutes to go. We get double five-knuckle shuffles from KO and Cena to Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. Cena delivers the AA to Roman, gets him out of the ring, and KO is going to take out Sami with a stunner to win the match, and Roman Reigns is not happy that Sami Zayn lost. And you can tell at various points in this match, that Sammy did not want to fight Kevin and Roman demanded the hot tag. He looked very frustrated with Sammy at various points in this match and is planting seeds for the turn we expect will happen between now and possibly the Elimination Chamber in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. But a very fun main event, spot calling aside to wrap up the year 2022 for WWE huge ratings based on the initial fast track numbers, which are going to be bigger when the numbers drop on Tuesday. But Scott, your take on the main event and John Cena's spot calling throughout.
1: I thought the match was really, really good. I I thoroughly enjoyed the main event. It felt like a big deal. I thought they did a great job of promoting the match throughout the show, Uh, constantly talking about it, hyping it up. That's how you make a match feel important, feel like a big deal. They don't do that enough with their main events. And if you just do, I'm a big little thing guy, little things mean so much to me. And You know, a little thing of them just constantly talk, hey, our main event, the goat returns, you know, and we have John Cena and Roman Reigns and the the same show to close. They made that main event feel like a big deal. And even when they had the entrances and they went to a commercial, I was like, man, come back, come back. I'm ready for this. That's 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 a that's great. That's that's how you build the show to a culmination of the main event. Uh, The match was good. You mentioned Cena was trying to get in the match. Cena saw all them receipts being handed out. This dude was like, yeah, somebody come take me out. I'll wait until the very end and get my hot tag. Y'all ain't going to be laying no receipts on me like that. I got to go back to Hollywood. (laughs) I don't know what y'all thought this was. Because you're right. Them boys was throwing some shots around out there. I don't know what got said in the locker room before they all came out. But somebody pissed somebody off. Because Roman was like, oh, you thought I forgot Cause that first shot he came in with was rough. And then like those were like, those were some dirty little blows he was throwing in there. That dude looked like he pulled his t-shirt over his head and was just hitting him with haymakers like that. <laughs> then you got KO. He's trying to break his best friend's nose. This whole thing was crazy. Cena's like, nah, I'm good. I'm let me wait till the end and let me make sure y'all hear exactly what I'm saying. Cause I don't want to make nobody mad, cause ain't nobody giving me no receipts. None of them. So not, the match, I thought the match was really good. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Excited to see where they go from here. I hope we see more of Cena in the ring. Like, Cena looks fine. I, he wasn't asked to do a lot. So there's that. But the crowd's still, he's still the biggest guy you can get outside of the Rock right now. Well, Stone Cold's back. So outside of the Rock and Stone Cold, he's still the biggest guy you can get.
0: And a legitimate numbers mover. Tickets move when he is announced for even an appearance, a match. Let me move more tickets. Dude is a legitimate draw still. One of the last few in this industry that can move tickets at a record clip. Good for Cena. And he knew, like, listen, this is getting a little bit too real for me. (laughs) I got to go back to Peacemaker (laughs) on Tuesday. So y'all need to calm the fuck down.
1: My stunt double is not here.
0: He ain't here to take these shots now. You see the hair, don't you? Because if the hair, it ain't hairin' right, then you know I'm not ready to take whatever y'all trying to dish out. Roman waited a whole month to see (laughs) Kevin Owens. He says, oh, you thought I forgot about that eardrum, bitch? He, (laughs)
1: they've been dapping each other up in the break room and stuff. What's up, Kevin? How you doing, man? (laughs) Roman was
0: plotting. (laughs) And Kevin Owens, when he popped up, like, oh my God, his eye was shut. He looked like Bianca after Becky mm, <laughs> accidentally right. hit her in the eye at WrestleMania. Well, Lord have mercy! Woo, we'll see how he looks on Monday. But yeah, what a way to wrap up 2022 with potato shots and some bloodline drama that is going to unfold in the weeks to come. And with that. This is a wrap for the first episode of 2023, recapping all things SmackDown mostly, as we get back in the swing of things starting this week with Raw. Smackdown, NXT, one week to go into New Year's Evil. And it should be a very busy month as we are getting ready for the Warrior Rumble going down in a few weeks time for the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. So Scott, thank you for joining me as you went from New Year's Scott to pissed off Scott and record time. Because for those of you that love us very much, we appreciate every listener. We have some technical difficulties midway through this show. And Scott was pretty cut off the air by Ray Mysterio because we've deemed him the worst father of the year. And Ray paid Scott back by knocking him off the air.
1: First of all, <clears throat> Keela, I do as always, it's, it's a pleasure to chop it up and talk all things WWE with you. Um, happy new year to you, Keela. I, I'm excited to start our, our next journey. Another year, um this last year was a blast. I appreciate everyone who who checked us out. Our our numbers grew, so I appreciate that. Um Rey Mysterio is, is the the worst father in WWE. I will stand by that. He absolutely booed me off the air. I got 619 in the throat. But um you know, hopefully Dominic can uh get some reparations for me. I'm pulling for you Dominic. I'm always going to pull for you. And uh, and uh, I'm hoping Rhea Ripley eliminates Rey Mysterio from the Royal Rumble.
0: Wow, that would be really, really shady. But we'll see how that goes. <laughs> like, really, we're causing more family drama. Must
1: we? I, I listen. I'm here for it, and uh, I also want you to know, 2024, Rhea Ripley versus Buddy Matthews.
0: Wow, <laughs> brazen predictions. Hell of a match could be if they let it. unleash. It would be unleash. a great match. It would be <laughs> an awesome match if they're, uh, if they're able to unleash and just go at it.
1: I, Give I, me that, actually. I actually think that would... Put that on the indies. and th- I think they would have a really good match.
0: Oh, my God. I would take all of that on the indies. They would absolutely tear it up. And for the record, yes, despite his... Whereabouts, buddy can get a few biscuits out of me too. <laughs>
1: why? Why not? Hey, he
0: listen, ain't got no gold
1: either. I will give you that. Look, he, listen, got no, he ain't nowhere near no gold.
0: See, nowhere near gold, which means your theory sucks officially. And on top <laughs> of that, when that man stopped being a cruiserweight, the Lord blessed him in many ways.
1: It did. First of all, first of all, that man was never a cruiserweight. <laughs> let's let's. Let's clear that up. That dude was never 205. Okay? He was 235. He ain't seen 205 in a a few years. Like, what? Who was believing that dude was 205? When he stood next to Cedric, it looked like he could eat Cedric. (laughs) You got Mustafa looking like one of his arms, but I'm supposed to believe that Buddy (laughs) Matthews is 205. Stop it. He the biggest dude in the House of Black, and they got a 6'8 monster.
0: That is true. Brony King is smaller in size than Buddy Matthews because of his muscles. But
1: he's a cruiserweight. But he's a cruiserweight. Cruiserweight chicken. lies. Right.
0: The right. lies. Those are false accusations. accusations. That are actually false accusations right. of him being 205 Live of oh, the memories let's pour one for 205 live may it rest in peace as we bid it do like buddy matthews did from day one because he was never 205 and on that note this wraps up the wrap we'll be back next week with a more comprehensive recap on the week that was in wwe as we count down towards the royal rumble which should be a much better show than what we got last year because that was a shit show so until then enjoy your week be safe out there. Happy New Year to you all. For myself and for Scott, pissed off Scott, New Year's Scott, Perky Scott, Salty Scott, all the Scots, we bid you adieu. And that's a wrap on all things WWE. Take care. Uh, bye-bye.